2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Be Careful Out There. I'm Chris.
3: And I'm Kelsey.
2: How are you doing today, Kelsey?
3: I am... I'm okay, I guess.
2: Yeah, this is like (laughs) the third day this week that you've missed work.
3: Yeah, I've been having a lot of trouble sleeping lately.
2: (laughs) Yeah, one day this week you only got like an hour of sleep. Like, I, I have an aura ring um, that I used to track my sleep, and I actually gave it to Kelsey so she could start tracking her sleep because of how bad her sleep has been lately. And literally one night, she got an hour and 25 minutes of sleep. That's all she could get, even though the night before, she only got like four hours.
3: Yeah, it's it's been really rough.
2: <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so today we have two stories for you, and... um. Mine is kind of crazy. I, I'll i just go ahead and tell you up front that mine ends up with uh, zero criminal charges, even though there really should be a lot of like serious charges.
3: Uh, okay, let's hear it.
2: Or I guess at least one very serious charge, but this person just gets away scot-free.
3: I hate that. I don't even know what happened and I hate that.
2: <laughs> well, let's get into it. So this one is called Disgruntled Hospital Worker. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to read the rest of the title. It kind of gives it away. All right. My grandfather, Jim, died when I was 17, around five years ago, and his last months were rough on the whole family. He had advanced brain cancer, but he spent most of his time at home under hospice care. One afternoon, it was about two weeks before Jim died, I was alone with my grandpa waiting for the hospice nurse to come check in on him. A man who I'd never seen before, Dave, knocked on the door. He was wearing hospital scrubs, but he hadn't brought any equipment with him, which was odd. I asked him if he worked for the hospital, and he nodded. He said this was his first shift with Jim, but that he'd reviewed my grandfather's file, and that he wanted to speak with whichever family member had the legal authority to pull the plug. Jim wasn't even on life support so I guess Dave was using plug as an expression on my grandfather. I should say that I live in a right to die state where euthanasia is legal so it's not like the option had never occurred to us but as far as I know no member of my family had ever expressed an openness to euthanizing Jim. I told him that I had no authority to make that decision and that my grandfather who was now delirious and unable to consent to much of anything, had specifically said to prolong his life indefinitely unless he was crying out in extreme pain, which he wasn't. Dave put his hand on my shoulder as though he was consoling me, and he talked about how old people become burdens on their families that they need to let go of. Then Dave pulled a bottle of pills out of his pocket and said that these were barbiturates that would trigger a peaceful death. He said that the coroner would determine that Jim died naturally from his cancer. I started to panic, and I firmly told him that under no circumstances would we be euthanizing Jim at any time, but he started to untwist the bottle as he walked towards Jim's bed. I tried to wrestle the pills from his hands, and he seemed startled. He played innocent and said that he just wanted to show the pills to Jim. Dave knew perfectly well that my grandfather had almost no idea what was going on, I called 911 and rapidly explained the situation to the dispatcher. Dave suddenly became very scared and bolted out of the house. The cops arrived within five minutes and Jim's actual hospice nurse arrived a few minutes after that. Based on my physical description, the police and hospital staff were able to identify Dave as a recently fired hospital orderly. Dave was charged with making a criminal threat based on my testimony but unfortunately he was acquitted so dave wherever you are let's not meet
3: how was he acquitted
2: how how was he only charged originally with a criminal threat like that was attempted murder like if she wasn't there like he would have given the pills to him and like were there other people that died around that time that were under hospice care that this guy could have visited
3: I guess we'll never know. That is so infuriating.
2: How is that guy just walking around free? That is insane. He literally tried to murder someone.
3: You know, it's not the exact same situation, but my freshman year of college, I was in an active shooter situation um, during a midterm exam. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And nobody ended up getting hurt. Um, This man did point the gun at several people and threaten them. But he ended up being a former university employee that was actually just really upset about something. And he thought he would go up there and scare a bunch of people.
2: Oh, wow. I, I guess I never knew that part of the story. For some reason, I thought he was a student.
3: No, I think he was some kind of... Uh, he had He had been on some kind of construction project, I think. And something had happened at work. And that's what he was mad about.
2: Yeah, didn't you know somebody who, like came across him like in the hallway, not long before it. And he said, you should get out of here. I don't want anything to happen. Yeah. So it wasn't,
3: it wasn't somebody that I personally knew, but, um, while we were like on lockdown, uh, the person sitting next to me who I was pretty close with, um, she was texting her friends that had just been like in the student union where he was walking around. And yeah, one of them did hear him say that, like he pointed the gun at them and said, I need you guys to leave. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Like this doesn't have anything to do with you. And I think that was all they really heard. But, like, that's what crazy. a horrible day for all of us.
2: Yeah, that's, like, one of <laughs> the most... Very formative
3: experience for me.
2: Yeah, that's probably the most traumatic thing you've ever lived through, honestly. Yes,
3: especially since at the very beginning I had no information. And I had every reason to believe that this man was in the building that I was currently in.
2: Yeah, because, so... like, at that point you have no information. It's just everyone's on lockdown and, like, you don't know what's going on. Yeah,
3: because... I... The first – so I was taking my test, right, and everything was super quiet. And then just everybody's phone just started buzzing, like, over and over and over again. And, like, the girl next to me even told me. She was like, my phone will not stop buzzing. And then, like, we started hearing doors slamming, people running. And really it was just people trying to get us all into one room. But, like, just imagine, like, how terrifying that was.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely Uh, imagine. (laughs) Very
3: formative experience. I – After that, I kind of lived the rest of my college experience in fear, and I didn't want to go into education after that, so.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I never even looked up, like, what happened to that guy. I know he had, like, I'm pretty sure it was, like, a shotgun, and he had it, like, he, didn't he, like, park his truck on the lawn in front of the student union? Yes. And then had his shotgun, like, pointed at the police officers that had him, like, surrounded, and... Honestly, probably the only reason that that guy is alive is because he was white. Like, if we're being honest.
3: He had a lot of stuff going on mentally. He was threatening suicide um, to the SWAT team. Like, I I don't know the full story, but I know he was extremely disturbed. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't know what ended up happening to him.
2: Yeah, I just wonder, like, where he's at in life now. Like, is he in prison? Is he in a psychiatric ward? Is he free like I, I don't even know I never never looked it up to find out no idea honestly don't know if I want to know because if he is free I, I don't think I want to know that
3: I don't know if it would bring any comfort to me or change anything to know
2: no probably not well that situation um ended a lot better than uh how your story goes because you told me a bit about it
0: <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint mobile
3: Her story makes me so angry. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, um, I'm not sure my story is much better, unfortunately, (laughs) keeping with the true theme of the show. (laughs) (laughs) So my story is called Psycho Uber, and I do want to disclose um, that English is not the first language of the person who wrote this, but it is a good story and it does make sense. So just bear with me. A few weeks ago, me, a 23-year-old female, and a friend, a 24-year-old female, planned to go to an event together. Since we only had free time after work, we decided to get an Uber so we could spend more time at the event. The first half of the ride was really normal. The guy seemed like a normal, polite dude. But as soon as we got to the highway, his attitude changed. He seemed a lot more irritated. Me and my friend didn't pay much attention, though, and kept chatting between us. Our attention was drawn when he started shouting with another driver. He turned to us and he said he was going to pull over. I tried objecting but he ignored me and pulled over anyway. He reached out for the glove compartment and pulled a gun. Important to note that guns are illegal in my country. We were just watching this unfold with our holded breaths and when the other guy drove away we let out a sigh of relief. But then we were still stuck in a car with a crazy man with a gun. After that, he went back to driving and apologized to us, saying that the guy was tailgating him. I let out an, oh, got it. He kept talking, that guy is lucky that you two girls are here, or else I would have followed him and shot him in the face, sleazy idiot. I looked over to my friend, and she was shocked and paralyzed. I was in shock too, but I was trying to keep my cool, because the last thing I wanted was for him to get annoyed at us. If he was willing to shoot that guy for tailgating, I didn't want to know what he would do to us if I said the wrong thing. No, it's okay, I understand, I said, trying to appease him. These guys need to be taught a lesson, he continued while I just agreed, by nodding my head. I did that before, you know. You just trap the guy in an empty street, and when he leaves the car, bang. Did he just admit to murder? Was the only thing running through my mind, but I managed to keep calm and just agreed with him the rest of the way. He did deliver us to the right place with no more incidents. I waited a few weeks to report him, since he still had my home address, it wouldn't be hard to figure out who reported him. I waited a few weeks to report him, since he still had my home address, and it wouldn't be too hard to figure out who reported him. Nobody showed up at my house with a gun, at least up to this point, and Uber has answered my report saying that they started an investigation. I hope this guy doesn't do this to anyone else. (laughs) absolutely bonkers right
2: (laughs) that's insane like road rage is just the most insane thing like (laughs) sometimes I'll just watch like insane road rage videos on YouTube and it's like people are so crazy most people should not have a license like it's way too easy to get a license like 90 percent okay maybe not 90 but like 40 to 50 percent of people should not be allowed to have a license I You know, I'm just now thinking about this. How come you don't have to take, like, a mental assessment before you're given a license?
3: I was just saying that a few weeks ago.
2: You really should have to have, like, a mental evaluation before you can get a license. I
3: 100% agree. And
2: also, I think people should have to redo their driver's tests, like, semi-regularly. Like, I don't know, maybe, like, every two to three years when you have to renew your car registration. Like you have to like redo your driver's test because like laws change and stuff or people like forget and uh, yeah, it's crazy. Here, nobody stops at stop signs.
3: (laughs) Nobody knows how a four-way or a two-way stop works.
2: (laughs) No, okay, okay. I have to tell you guys this. So I was stopped at like a three-way stop one time and I was the first person to stop. um, But like the cars coming from my left did not have a stop sign. And then there was a car who pulled up a good 15 to 20 seconds after me because there was traffic coming from my left. So they're on my right and they're stopped at their stop sign. And then we're both trying to turn left. So I'm trying to turn left. And then the guy on my right is trying to turn left. So I go to go and he lays on his horn at me and like I lay on my horn back at him because I had the right away. And then so I make my left and I'm stopped at a stoplight. And so he makes his left and then he's turning into a bank parking lot right there. And so he was like, just looking at me from the parking lot. So I rolled my window down and he rolled his window down. And I was like, I had the right away. I was stopped before you. The car that stops first has the right away. And he goes, right away means the person on the right goes first.
3: Too many people think this.
2: (laughs) What? what if there's someone at all four sides, then everyone has somebody on, like, this wasn't a four-way stop, but if it's a four-way stop and there's someone stopped at all sides, like, then who goes first? Because everyone has someone on their right. Like, how are people that, how do people that dumb have a license? How? Tell me how.
3: I don't know. It's way too easy to get a license.
2: God. And then, yeah, people need, like, an IQ test and a mental evaluation <laughs> before they're allowed to drive a car like And oh. then
3: there you go that gets rid of so many people on the road less traffic
2: Yeah well um my like great uncle Jim I guess um is that I don't know I don't know anyway <laughs> I, I whatever the Uncle Jim that's what I always <laughs> called him was Uncle Jim but like he was like way older and he's he's passed away now but like he was very delirious in his older years um and at one point a school bus had stopped and you know when a school bus stops you have to stop this old delirious man instead of stopping decided to drive onto the sidewalk run over a mailbox barely missing a couple children and then go back onto the road and they still didn't even take his license away he just got a fine they still after that, did not take his license away, even though he clearly was not mentally aware enough to drive a car.
3: That's really sad. And, like, I think it can be really hard for people to accept that they're maybe too old to be driving. Mm-hmm. And, like, it sucks, but, like, we've got to look out for public safety.
2: Yeah. I Well, I think one of the problems here in America is in a lot of places there isn't adequate um, public transit So for a lot of people, if they don't have a car, they have no way to get around. And so basically, if you tell somebody that they can't have a license or they can't have a car, you're basically dooming them to a life of poverty or they just have to live like a lifestyle to where, you know, they can walk to work. They can walk to the grocery store. They can walk to their friend's house. Um, But yeah, without like adequate public transportation, by not allowing someone to have a license, you're basically dooming them to a life of poverty here, which Also isn't okay, but it's not okay for just anybody to drive around a ten thousand pound death machine.
3: No, we have really good public transport here in Portland, and I feel like every place needs to have that. I don't care where it is.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it can be annoying that there's like a bus stop like every two blocks, but but I mean it lets you know that people
3: are getting taken care of. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's a good thing. All right. Well, I guess that is it for today's episode. If you have your own stories that you want to send in, you can send those in to podcast at gmail.com.
3: Yeah. And give us a follow if you want to hear new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday.
2: And as always, be, be careful, careful out, out there. there.